everybody, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger, and... Ellie. And you're not going to need to adjust your audio. We're both a little under the weather right now with allergies and throat stuff. So if we sound a little bit off, it has nothing to do with your headphones or with wherever you're playing this on. It's actually us. Um, so we got some current events to talk about. I guess we're going to start with, I know it's not a big topic anymore, but Pokemon Go actually very interestingly recently released a double XP experience. What that also introduced was the ability to catch the Pokemon Ditto. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the fun part. Now, here's the part that I thought was very interesting that they did with this is the way you have to catch it is you catch another Pokemon, and then it will be like, oh, and then it will show you that you actually caught a Ditto instead. So, very interesting, in my opinion, of uh, definitely a good strategy to get people out there to fully utilize the double XP that is being offered to everybody. And to, of course, get you to catch the new Pokemon. So, like I said, I don't think there's as many people as there used to be playing it. I'll admit it myself. I kind of pop on it every now and then if I can remember. So as far as the the ditto for the Pokemon, do you know right away if it's a ditto? Or it, it will announce it after you catch it. Okay. If I remember correctly, that's how it works. So it gives you the... Um, it makes you want to try to catch all those ratatats and... Yep. Uh... Pidgeys. <laughs> yep. So it's a, like you said, it's a cool trick of theirs to do that to do it that way so that's a very well play on your part Niantic and Pokemon company um, other kind of I guess if you count that as a DLC you can count this as one too Titanfall 2 will have its first DLC come out it is of course going to be free it will add some maps add apparently possibly a new Titan to the mix as well as some new equipment and new weapons so that's definitely interesting Always good to see them putting out content pretty quickly right after launch to kind of, I guess, give give it a nice little fresh take to it. Plus, a lot of people probably picked up the game on Black Friday because it's been on sale. And Cyber Monday, for all we know, is going to probably have it on sale some places as well. Um, I, I like it when companies do, obviously, free DLC. Like, I remember when I first started playing The Witcher. Yes. They had those... Was it 16? Uh, it was a lot. Yeah, 16 or 17 um, free. And, and I know sometimes it was something simple, just like a, a costume set or, or something It was something, like though, at least letting them letting you know, hey, you know, thank you guys for buying this. Yeah. Here's our way of appreciating what you do. Yeah, so I, I think it's cool when they do that. We're really bad about keeping up to date on certain TV shows. But there was something very interesting in Supergirl this week, or in a recent episode of Supergirl. There was a very interesting line she said dropped. It was, my cousin worked with a vigilante once. Tons of gadgets, lots of demons. Hmm. What does that sound like? That sounds like Batman. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty interesting if they would introduce him, because that would technically have him involved in the Arrowverse as well. And I know they're having a huge crossover with Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, and Flash. Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, Supergirl, and Flash right. are going to have a huge crossover, which is, I think, Heroes versus Aliens or something like that's coming up soon. So definitely would be interesting if they introduce Batman. I mean, 
Superman's been introduced, Martian Manhunter, Miss Martian. They've introduced a lot of very cool characters to the mythos. So I think Batman would be one that they could do. It's just whether people would want them to do it. I, I'm not against it. I, I think it would be cool to have him in there. I mean, right. as, as sort of a one-off, you know, he's in an episode, might come back later on for one, but not something that we get a whole, you know, TV series out of or anything. I, th- I think it would just be interesting to have him know that he's there. Moving on to our final, I guess this isn't a current event, but this was brought up to me after the Star Wars episode last week. And it's something that, I don't know if it deserves a full episode discussion, so that's why I'm tacking it on to the end of current events. Do you know who Supreme Leader Snoke is from episode 7? Giant hologram guy. Well, you find out that he's a hologram, and... Who knows if he's really that big? He's being played by Andy Serkis. Kind of don't really know too much about him. Right. So the question asked to me was, what do, who do you think Snoke really is? So I'm going to answer that question, I guess, by sort of telling you as long as well as the other people listening to this, the different theories and then kind of giving my response to him. And then kind of ending it with sort of a, here's my final thought sort of thing. Okay. So with that, hold on, let me get my my handy list available to me. All right. I'm going to explain these theories, of course, the best I can. I'm not going to go into too much drastic detail on each of them. So I'm just kind of briefing on them. And this is coming from different places online where I found different sources that kind of Spoke about the possibility, so I'm going with a lot of outlandish ones first, and then kind of moving towards more plausible ones, I guess. Okay. One of them is that it's Grand Moff Tarkin, who is the commander of the Death Star from the New Hope. That he somehow survived the explosion, and then is now trying to get his revenge on the Rebels. Yeah. And I'm going to immediately nix this one, because... He's not Force-sensitive to the best of our knowledge. Plus, he kind of blew up. <laughs> so That would be an issue. So that's that one I'm kind of nixing right there off of. It, it was funny to see it going through, a, going through the list of different possible characters. And I saw that one. And I'm like, wait, really? So that was the... That's the outlandish one. Okay. Going, I guess, continuing with more outlandish ones, even though this one apparently does have some credence online, is Mace Windu. After his battle with Anakin in Episode 3, when he was tossed out of the window and everything, apparently he survived that. When you see Supreme Leader Snoke with all the scars and injuries, those are what he suffered. And he's coming back to try to get revenge on the Skywalker family. For what they did to him. Oh. Interesting, but I kind of don't think that's... I, I just don't see that as being a possibility. Uh, there's another character... Um, there's another person I'll mention later, which I'm going to use this argument with then, so I don't want to use it now, but just keep that in mind on discussing the prequels with this. I just don't think it's Mace because it's just, it doesn't make sense for it to be. It seems a very, really left field way to go. And the whole he's out for vengeance on the Skywalkers kind of doesn't really make sense, in my yeah. opinion. Because 
it, it just it, it doesn't hold weight and I, I understand because I watched the thing and it's like eh, it makes sense if you really want to bend some of the rules and everything but for me it's not something I'm going to continue to discuss too much another one is the Grand Inquisitor from the Star Wars Rebel series. Oh. Though the issue with this one is he has face tattoos and a lot of face stuff on his face that does not transition, of course, over to Snoke when you see him. Of course, this could be something to wear scarring and what whatever happened to him could have done that. But at the same time, once again, I think this is one that people are just trying to grasp at straws here to figure out you know, who he could possibly be. The only the only reason I would give a little bit more weight to that one is just because trying to, trying connect, to different connect different series. That series, yes. yes. So, I mean, it, it makes sense there in that regards that they could be trying to connect it, but it's, it's, it's a little bit more out there in my opinion. Right. Um, now moving on to two more that I'm just going to kind of just touch on these two real quick and then move on to the more, I guess, plausible ones. It's Palpatine. That Palpatine somehow survived the explosion of the second Death Star, getting chucked down, all that stuff. He somehow survived and is going after, um, of course, the Skywalkers again. This one to me doesn't hold up because it's just really stretching. And I'd like to think the writers of Star Wars would have a better idea than be like, oh, I, we got you. It's actually Palpatine the whole time. Because I... <laughs> I'd like to think that he would come... If Palpatine were to come back, he'd come back and basically be like, hey, yo, it's me, Palpatine. Because right. I think that would incite a little bit more fear into people that it's like, wait, 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 wait. I saw you die. There's no way that's you. So it would incite more fear, I think, into his enemies to know that he is alive still instead of hiding behind this Snoke per persona. The other one is that it's actually Vader. Oh. Because of the scarring matches, but once again, this one is another one that I'm just gonna nix. He's dead. He he's dead. Yeah. We saw him as a force ghost. The explanation online did explain how there. It's not. It's very confusing, but I'm just I'm not gonna give it any more time of day because it just it wouldn't be an interesting twist. It would just be kind of one of those moments where if they did it, everyone would kind of just sit there and be like, really. You feel like if it was Vader, that it would be more of a a fan pandering to kind of get Vader back on the screen, or I, I mean, they've already done it by having his helmet. Yeah. And plus, he was burned. But I guess that's the whole scarring on him is from him being slightly burned and somehow was able to come back. Still, like yeah. I said, I I read the thing online. It's just I just don't think it's that interesting to continue to talk about because it's not that plausible. Right. So now we move into two that I think are the most plausible. And then one that is very interesting. The next most plausible one is, do you remember in episode three, there was a scene where um, Palpatine was talking to Anakin about Darth Plagueis, someone who could overcome death, someone who, you know, was it he was basically telling him about his master even though we didn't know that that's what he, he was talking about because the time we didn't anakin didn't know he was a sith lord but that's who he was talking about was darth plagueis and he apparently survived the here is the theory 
He survived the attack by Palpatine and kind of hid in the shadows until an opportunity arose for him to rise back to power. Something pointed out is that there's similar music used during that scene in episode three and the scenes where you see him in the new Star Wars movie. Okay. So that's kind of the bridge there. In my opinion, I don't think Supreme Leader Snoke is Plagueis. Here is why. I think this new trilogy is trying to distance itself, possibly, from the prequels. Because hmm. I think they're... And this this goes with my Mace... Remember I said I'd have something from Mace Windu? Yes. This is me saying that I think that they're trying to distance themselves, possibly, from the prequel series. To, to say that, you know, yeah, that stuff happened, but we're not going to really mention it. Because there's been no mention of Metachlorians. There's been no mention of other things that were brought up in the prequels, in the newer stuff now. So I think they're trying to distance themselves from some of that content. So to use Plagueis would be them calling back to something that some Star Wars fans would be happier to not have involved anymore. So it would, it would be a real shot in the gut to have that one. To for have it to be Plagueis. Now the f- the next to last one, and this is the one I firmly believe is the more truer of them all. It's a new character that we don't know anything about. He is genuinely not somebody hiding under an assumed name. He's not somebody who, you know, was somebody else and is now, you know, trying to get his revenge. He is straight up a new character. Do you think they would bring a brand new character like that in for the, basically for the people that are new to Star Wars? So it makes it kind of open for anybody, whether you're familiar or not, like all starting in the same. Yes, I'd I'd like to think that, and I'd like to just think that that would be a better writer's, uh, the the ability of the writers to come up with something new as opposed to, well, let's just take this or let's take this. Right. Maybe this character has some connection with, with, you know, with Palpatine and with Vader. You know, maybe there is some connection there, but it's not one that we've seen or have been told about. It's something that was done in secret or done to where we didn't see it happen. So that would be an interesting thing in the next episode to have it flash back and show how he was involved, possibly. Rogue One might even, for all we know, have an answer in there, too. I I don't think so. I don't think Rogue One's going to have any... Wait on this. I think we're gonna have to wait to the ne- to episode eight or possibly nine to get some answers. But it, I mean, they might hint at some stuff just to kind of tease you a little bit. Like I said, I I'd like to think it's a new character that they are not going back to any, um, going back to a well and trying to drudge up something. I think they're trying to create just some new stuff with this trilogy, and I'd like to think that they they're going in the right direction with that. So. My vote is it's a new character that might have been involved with them, or who knows, there could have been something that happened in between episode six and seven that we haven't been told about yet, to where Luke could have had some interaction with this person, right. with Snoke, and it hasn't been revealed yet. Or maybe between episodes three and four, Vader had some interaction. Like, we don't know. That's the thing. I'd, I'd like for it to be something to where it's revealed that he is an entirely new character. Now, I bet you're wondering, I did mention that there's one more. And this is a theory I came up with earlier today. 
If you remember in Star Wars A New Hope, there's a stormtrooper that bumps his head when he's walking in when they're looking for um, Han, Luke, and Chewie on the Death Star. And they come across the droids that he bumps his head. My theory is he's Darth Plagueis. That he actually was so upset that he bumped his head and so embarrassed he left the Death Star and decided to go seek revenge on the rebel scum that made him bump his head. Oh, jeez. Of course, this one is the least believable out of any of them. I just thought it would be (laughs) just a funny thing to say. So if that becomes true, then you heard it here first. It was that guy that, it was that stormtrooper that bumped his head and got really mad about it. (laughs) But apparently the head bump gave him all that scarring and everything. He hit it real hard. Really hard. Really, really hard. So we got a graphic novel to talk about now. Yeah. So if you've done your reading for the Zingness, you would have read the volume one of Fables, which is volume which is Fables Volume One, Legends in Exile. If you have not read it and would like to, of course, read it yourself and not hear any spoilers or anything us talking about it, skip ahead about a, 15 minutes to where there's about five to 10 minutes left in the show and you should be good. So with the spoiler warning up, we're going to discuss the first volume of fables. Ellie, if you would like to lead us into this, um, fables. So as with any first volume of a series, this kind of introduces fable town. The the world that we're going to enjoy in Fables or going to be interacting with. Right. And and so, basically, there is this group that has a, what do you want to call it? I I think I can get this. Altercation with the adversary? Yes, the adversary has had an altercation with the Fables. The Fables are basically characters from Fables or from stories. Right. Mostly in the, mostly in the public domain, um, the three pigs, the big bad wolf, Cinderella, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> right. Pinocchio. Basically, I guess the best way to describe fables, and I wanted to not say this one yet, because I know a lot of people use this comparison, is if you've ever watched Once Upon a Time, imagine if Once Upon a Time was actually on HBO. Yeah, because, you know, this is definitely more mature. 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 Yes. Um, I mean, I guess the only difference is there's not that thing where, like, if you cross this one line, you're stuck in in the town like Once Upon a Time is. Um, So, to kind of, I guess, set the story up, the... They, they, of course, lived in their magical kingdoms, and then a force known as the Adversary came and basically ran a majority of them out. A lot right. of fables died during that time. A lot of them didn't make it over to our world. Once they made it over to our world... They, they have to blend into society. They kind of had two options. They could go to Fable Town, which is based in New York, or they could go to the farm, which is right. based in upstate New York. And that's more for the characters that can't... Do a, a human form. They that can't easily. afford glamour right. or cannot do a human form. Now, who runs Fable Town right now at the point in the graphic novel that we're reading? Snow White is kind of the head of Fable Town and is sort of leading, you know, 
the people there and is sort of the mayor of it. And then you have the sheriff. Big B. Yes. And <laughs> if you can't figure it out from that, he is the big bad wolf. Right. Who chain smokes almost the entire time, too. So that's kind of setting up your story. And, I mean, they get some really obscure fables in here. So let's start discussing where the first volume goes. It well, opens with... Well, yeah. And so apparently um, there is a apparent murder. Murder most foul. Yes. Of Rose Red. Who is Snow, Snow White's, White's sister. sister. Yes. And murders of fables aren't something that really happens. They're very... I guess durable. Yeah. That makes any sense. They can die, but it's not something that happens very easily in the, Oh, we forgot to mention this. No offense to Harry Potter with this statement. Um, I'm kind of making a little jab at the, the um, magical beast and where to find fantastic beast and where to find them <laughs> that in that the non magics are referred to as no madge. In the fables world, if you are not a fable, you are referred to as a Mundy. Yes. And they refer to the Mundy stories or the Mundy interpretations of them. So Mundies are not ones that would really hurt fables. It's normally fable versus fable that would actually hurt somebody. But so Rose Red is apparently murdered Correct. or assumed to be murdered. Okay, you can stop. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, well, and, and Rose Red has quite a reputation about her as being a party girl, too. Yes. So. Yes, her straight-laced sister who runs Fable Town, which is Snow White, and, of course, she's the one out partying and doing stuff the entire time. And um, so I, I like the way... They right away um, make you think that, um, I'm sorry, excuse me, Bluebeard is one of the main suspects. Which I actually looked up his story. It's very interesting to look it up, and it kind of lends credence to why you'd think it's him. If, if you know some of these fables' backstory, it kind right. of gives a lot more hinting at what they could be up to. And, and, and I feel like the, the flow of the story is really well, too. Like, the the minute that you start asking a question of... They answer it. Yeah, they're, they're really good about going into that backstory, but in a in a fluid way. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's all very smooth and very well connected. Um, and do you remember who her current boyfriend is? It's one of the Jacks. It's... It's, is it Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk or Jack be nimble or is it all the same Jack? It's it's Jack from Beanstalk, yes. Because I know one of them, one of the, or there's a Jack that's like, I think almost like all the Jacks you've heard about in fairy tales. <laughs> it's, it's all the same character. Yes, we are talking about the, the Beanstalk Jack, though. Okay. Yes. So it's assumed that it's him by, well, of course, Bigby. Yeah, but it, they kind of, it kind of goes back and forth. It's, they kind of are investigating both both mm -hmm. options between Bluebeard and Jack. Well, of course, they're doing a lot of world building yes. with this. So it's definitely a great establishing. Well, it's a prologue, so yes. Yes. Um, 
So that's that's the main main topic. Obviously, there's tons of little you know snippets here and there and of different stories and setting that up like like you said. But the the main overlying story is is what happened to Rose Red. So. So very interesting. Also, a few other things to point out about the fables is they are very long lived as well. Yeah. They also don't very really concern themselves with Mondays at all. It's kind of just where humans are just kind of there to them. They they don't really can. Once again, gonna draw the comparison between it and Harry Potter. It they 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 live in their own world, and we don't really we're not very really concerned to them. So, once again, this this is a great I believe introduction. If you haven't read a comic before or a graphic novel, and you want a more mature based one, one to start out with, this would be a great place to go. If you're a big fan of the Once Upon a Time series or know somebody that is, this would be a great jumping off point for that. Uh, Beauty and the Beast also are involved in yes. in, in this. And you find out that they have some um, marital issues, <laughs> which is which is once again one of those things to where they, they don't have their kingdom anymore. Like a lot of these people fled from being royalty and now they're kind of just scraping by in the real world. And But I like the fact that they make a lot of these characters very relatable. Yes. You know, they're not they're not just some prince and princess set up on a pedestal and you, everything's you find perfect. Out that, yeah, that there's cracks and that yes. there's dirt and that there's there there's a lot more to these characters that you didn't see in the fairy tale because what you were shown was only the 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 best part of it that you possibly Correct. could. Yes. And I, I, I gotta say Big B's one of my favorite characters. And he's and it, great. He he's really cool. He's um He's definitely as as the sheriff and, and, and has a really it's interesting how they use his skill set because there's some stuff that happens later on where you find out where he can huff and puff and blow more than just a house down, apparently. So it's very interesting how that uh, comes about. But that's later on in the series, too. And there's, of course, a very interesting relationship starting out between him and Snow White. Right. That will, of course, develop over time. And and with this with this investigation, um, there's a sense of urgency um, about it because they're getting ready to have their annual remembrance party. Which is the day that they came here yes. to to our world from. Their home from the homeland, homelands, as they say. Yeah, and and, and so the the mayor, King Cole, um, is wanting all this. He wants this wrapped up. He wants this done. My bad earlier. I just remembered. I said that Snow White was more the mayor. She's kind of like the manager. The mayor's just the figurehead. More yeah, of he, sorts. Yeah, Snow White really really runs, runs things, but yeah, he's, he's the figurehead that everyone yes. really listens to. Exactly. Sorry, my my mistake. That's the conflict in this one. Yes. And I, I guess, do you, do you want to re- give the resolution of what happens or kind of leave it to for people to read? Um, yeah, let's... All right, this is your final spoiler warning. Yes, we're going to go over the ending. All right, and... Go. Okay, so... Um, Kind of tie some loose ends. So we didn't really talk too much about Prince Charming because he is a kind of a part in the the ending of the story. Oh, yeah. 
because um, Prince Charming's pretty out and uh, down and out. Um, you know, <laughs> he's he's Did raffling. Did not make the transition too well. <laughs> he's um, he's raffling off his his fortunes, and you know, he's doing everything he can to try to get back to his former glory. Yeah, because he he raffles off his lands and. Um, his lands in the homeland. In the homeland, yes. Which is currently occupied, so kind of Correct. ironic that he's doing that. Right. And um, and we can't forget to mention Bluebeard's deal with Rose Red. Do you remember what that is? Do tell. They, they actually got engaged. Dun, dun, dun. I know. And um, she had to keep... She wanted him to keep silent about that for... A year before they got married, and there was a huge payment that she was going to get. So he in that year's time, yes. So obviously, if she's dead, that's not going to yeah. help him any. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that kind of then throws the blame back to Jack, Jack, and Prince Charming, possibly. Um. So I. I think it's really great the way they kind of combined all that together. They wrapped it all up. So what they you lawyered it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So without further ado, um, the main the main plot is that Rose Red and Jack faked her death and eloped um, so that she could get out of the contract with Bluebeard. And since they did that, they would be able to keep the money mm -hmm. for Jack's startup business that he was trying to do. Yes. The, the dot-com startup. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, trying to be very relatable that these, yeah. these people are, you know, trying these, these offlandish you know, ideas, startup companies, and that kind of thing that, you know, that you would see people do in the real world, so. Yeah. So, I guess we can wrap this up with a few more things. This yes, Fables, um, Legends in Exile is written by Bill Willingham. Definitely a great original idea, original series. Um, definitely bringing a lot of stuff from our childhood back into the, I mean, like stories that we all kind of know by heart back in and with a different twist on them. Yes, now, I love it. Now, I'm going to say this very quick. The way I got into these was, I don't know if anyone's heard of the game, The Wolf Among Us by Telltale, but somebody in this room basically forced me to get it for them as a gift. They no. were They were... They were just <laughs> all about getting this game, so I got it for them, and kind of was watching them yes, play it. Yes, I kind of had to, um, you know, force him, dragging him behind, trying to, to get this game, too, so. So, bought it for her. Yes. She plays it, and I'm kind of watching her, so Loved I just... It. So I had a few days off one week, and decided to pop it in my system, because I was like, I've never really played a Telltale game, really, that much so I was like I'll give it a try I think I had beaten it 
and gotten every trophy. With you Nick. beat it before I did. Yes, gotten every trophy. Yeah. And while the credits were rolling, I walked over to our shelf of graphic novels, pulled off the first volume, and before the credits were even done, I was a few pages in. Yeah. And the Telltale Games Wolf Among Us is a great... It takes place before the events in the graphic novel. Yeah. And kind of sets up stuff that happens later on in the series, much later. But it's a great game. If you like Telltale Games, definitely pick it up. Pick this up. Yes. it's it, you, you won't be disappointed. It's great. So, with that, let's go to our listener mail real quick. Because we actually have some about this. Yes, we do. So we have um, one of our listeners, Ben. He um, he just finished reading Fables, and he, he basically said, It's awesome. The artwork is fantastic, and the storyline develops in a great way. The characters all have their unique quirks. This is going to be a series I am going to read more than once, for sure. He also then follows that up with, No matter what, it's... It's a must-read for anyone who likes fantasy, mystery, and a spot of action-slash-drama. Yes. I don't think we did bring up the artwork, but it does have a very, I guess, classic comic artwork style to it. So, I mean, if, 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 if you like the artwork in more classic comics, they do a really good job with it. Yeah, they do. So, I, I definitely would recommend checking this this graph, I mean, this this novel out, as well as the other ones, you can probably find them at your library or Amazon or at a local bookstore as well, or probably your local comic book store too. So definitely give it a give it a check out, and we just want to thank Ben for writing in to us. If you guys have a, have an opinion on this, definitely write in to us. Let us know. You can of course find that on. You can tweet at us at Twitter. You can also go to our Facebook page, saying this, or you can also email us directly. Zingness at gmail.com. Now, another interesting thing that we're just going to point out real quick before we completely wrap this up is we actually put out a video on YouTube. Yes. It's something simple. It's just kind of, we went out on, on Black Friday, did some game purchases. Um, in the video, we don't reveal the prices or where we got them because... Just, they can vary so much. They, they, they can vary, and it depends on what location you go to. Yeah. But we kind of talked about what we got there, and one of our other listeners, Travis, actually had uh, posted his picture of his, um, I guess you could say, haul of what he got on <laughs> yeah. Black Friday. So it's he pretty had, nice. <laughs> he, has, he has some cool stuff that, that he got, so that was definitely awesome. Thanks for, you know posting that and letting us know what you got man it was definitely cool to see that um of course you can you know find that on youtube we're going to try to post some videos every now and then on youtube so keep an eye out for that of course you can also find the podcast on soundcloud yeah as well as itunes and you would just look up zing this give us make sure to give us a five-star review that will help of course get this podcast more popular and get out to more people so that we can, you know, build this community of, you know, geeky, nerdy, you know, comic book loving, video game playing, movie watching fans. So you can also find us on Facebook. Our fan page is Zingness at Twitter at Zingness. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram as well. Instagram is definitely a fun place to go because you can 
see what we're going to be talking about in the, oh man, my, my voice is really starting to go. <laughs> um, you can see what we're talking about. I normally, or we'll normally post a photo on Sunday, kind of showing a collage of what we'll right. be talking about. So you can kind of piece together from that, what the topic will be. And of course you can also go to Patreon to help support us. It's patreon.com slash slash zingness. So that's definitely somewhere you can go if you want us to help support the podcast as well as the YouTube stuff that we're working on. And we've got a few things that are going to pop up on there soon. So for if you do want to contribute, there's different levels. And, of course, all the podcasts will still be on here. But you might get some unedited versions or some – there's actually an entire recording that me and Rob did that will never make it to air because we got <laughs> that off topic. But – it yeah. might make it to... Kind of wrangle you guys in. It might make it to Patreon. <laughs> so with my voice almost completely gone, I would like to thank our the person who does our music. All of the music done on the podcast is done by DJ Golden Boy 89 And I believe Ellie has one more thing for us to go out on. And just wanted to mention, you know, really quick, um, we'd like to give uh, a moment of silence to Rob Glass. Um, obviously I'm most, well, um, I love him most in, in Firefly, but he's, he was Shepard in Firefly. Yes. But he's done, of course, a lot, a lot of stuff over the years. Um, just, just a great actor and that part in Firefly was just very memorable and and I'm just very, very going to be missed, missed a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. With that, we're going to end the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Um, we're just going to take a moment of silence in his honor. <laughs>